This is episode 16. Stay informed, get involved. Welcome to the Great Amber's Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cameron. So here we are, episode 16 of the Great Amber's Podcast. Um, I started this, published the first episode on March 30th, and here we are, about six weeks later. It sure doesn't feel like six weeks. So I've enjoyed doing the interviews and producing the shows. Um, thank you to all the guests that have been on. Thank you to everyone who has listened to the show, subscribed to our email newsletter, or on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. I appreciate you making the show, our guests, and this project part of your day. So today it's just me, there's no guest. Um, so I want to update everyone on a few changes that I'm going to make to our to the podcast, to our email newsletter. Uh, that's the first thing. Second, I want to introduce and share a small series of episodes that I've lined up for May and why I'm doing these uh, three episodes. So those are the two topics I want to cover in today's episode. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, please do so now so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. All right, so first, uh, the update on the Great Amherst podcast. Uh, I started this project, I started this podcast thinking that it would probably be a project for me to do during self-isolation and self while we were all staying at home. Uh, and here we are about six weeks in, and I've really enjoyed it. I've, I've enjoyed doing the interviews, I've enjoyed sharing the stories a lot more than even I initially thought that I would. I've also heard from a lot of different people that they've enjoyed the local content, the stories, and learning about other organizations in, in town. I will say, please keep these comments coming. I will take all the praise possible and any that's out there. You know, I won't complain. So those were some of the reasons I wanted to start the show to begin with. I wanted to help communicate uh, within our town about what's going on, what the organizations are, what people are up to, and some of the stories. Hearing comments that people are enjoying that and people are liking that, I say, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm achieving some of the goals that I wanted to start out with. So I am going to keep pursuing, keep moving forward with the podcast and with the project. I do have to change the production schedule, though. Um, I've been doing two episodes a week since we started and starting to get busier at work again, and I'm not sure if I can keep up that pace and still find high-quality interviews, still put the time and effort in to get ready for them and producing the episodes. So starting this week, I'm going to shift and I'm going to produce and publish one episode a week. And so I will continue publishing that episode on Monday. Uh, and I'm also going to shift and send out our email newsletter on Wednesday. And I want to also start including community events and things happening around the town uh, in our email newsletter. I'll send out more information on that as we go along. Um, but right now, those are two of the structural and production changes that I want. I'm also going to try some different structures and themes and different things with the episodes. And I'm going to tell you more about the series of interviews and events uh, coming up in May. After, after this, I just have a few more kind of housekeeping things I want to go over. They're not really housekeeping things. They're more requests that I need help from you with. First is the guests that I've been interviewing and asking to come on are people I know and organizations I deal with and interact with on a regular basis. And I know that there are other people and other organizations in town that have fantastic stories and do a lot of good for our community. I just, I don't know who they are. And I 
need help finding them and learning about them. So if you have any suggestions on other guests or other organizations that are worthwhile and would be interesting for me to talk to, please send it in. It's uh, tgapod.com slash contact. Second is over May and June, uh, I'm going to run free ad spots for local businesses that have been affected by the COVID-19 situation. So if you're a local business uh, and want to talk to me about one of these spots, please again reach out tgapod.com slash contact. Third, like I said before, I'm going to change your email's newsletter to go out on Wednesdays, and I'd like to start uh, sharing and community events and things happening in our different organizations. I'm still working on the details, so stay tuned for more information uh, about this to come out. And finally, if you've been enjoying these episodes and interviews and hearing the local stories, and you know someone else who may enjoy them too, please tell them about the podcast. Please share the website. Please share the link. It's tgapod.com. And then they can hear and listen to all the episodes on the website. So those are the things that I need your help with. And I'm really excited and looking forward to sharing this series of uh, interviews coming up in May. So coming out of the coronavirus self-isolation and shutdown, I think we all have an opportunity to sit and think about what's important to us in our communities, what's important to us personally, what are the things that we want to see maybe change, maybe the things we don't want to change. We have this time to reflect and think about, okay, moving forward, do we want to do things differently? Do we want things to stay the same? What, what are our options and choices and, and how do we make that happen? And this is what I want to explore over the next few weeks. Um, how do we individually or as small groups of people advocate for and make changes that we want to see happen in our communities? Um, that can be locally, that can be provincially, that can be federally, that can be many different ways. And I decided I wanted to go to the source and talk to some people who have experienced with this and in those sort of roles. So I've completed and I've set up interviews with our former member of parliament, Bill Casey, our former uh, the MLA, uh, Terry Farrell, and our former mayor, Rob Small. So I wanted to talk to them about their experiences in politics and have them tell us stories about situations and times where individual people or small groups stepped up to advocate for a position that was important to them and how they actually went about doing it. What were the specific things they did? How did they go about advocating for that change and, and fostering that change within our communities? And I wanted the three of them to come on because they all represented Amherst and our surrounding communities at different political levels, municipal, provincial, and federal. And I think each level has a different responsibility and the individual person interacts with them on a different level in a different way. And I wanted to hear the perspectives that each one of them had based on the level of government that they were involved in. I also asked Bill and Terry and Rob to come on because they're not actively involved in government right now. Um, I'd love to talk to our current MP, Lenore Zahn, and our current MLA, Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan. Uh, I talked to the Mayor David Kogan previously, and I'd love to talk to him again. However, I didn't want to bother them right now. I think all three of them have very important roles uh, advocating for our communities and helping our communities come back stronger right now. And I thought they would have more important things to do than talk to me. 
So I would love to still talk to them all, maybe later in the summer, when hopefully they have a bit more free time to come and talk with me. And so the reason I wanted to start this conversation now and start talking about and exploring these things are, are for two reasons. One, we do have a municipal election still scheduled for October. And this election is a great time for us as citizens to get involved, either maybe running as a candidate, getting involved to help support a candidate that you that reflects your values and what's important to you as they run in the election, or even just practicing and to express and get your ideas and opinions and what's important to you out there. So for myself personally, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to stand for election uh, in, in the fall. But I do encourage everybody in our communities to think about, okay, how can they get involved, uh, either supporting people, or are you interested in stepping up and putting your name forward and serving our community? So that was one reason why I wanted to start talking about this and introduce this. The second one is I heard an interview and read an article by Aton Hirsch. He, Aton Hirsch is an associate professor in political science at Tufts University, and he wrote a book called Politics is for Power, How to Move Beyond Political Hobbyism, Take Action, and Make Real Change, which I actually have the book on order, just taking a bit longer for me to get, to get that copy of the book. So I want to share the opening paragraph from the article in The Atlantic. So Aton Hirsch wrote, Many college-educated people think they are deeply engaged in politics. They follow the news, reading articles like this one, and debate the latest developments on social media. They might sign an online petition or throw a $5 online donation at a presidential candidate. Mostly, they consume political information as a way of satisfying their own emotional and intellectual needs. These people are political hobbyists. What they are doing is no closer to engaging in politics than watching Sports Center is to playing football. And this interview in this article struck me hard because it described me perfectly. I was, and still to some extent, am a political hobbyist. I follow politics as a sport, especially American politics. You know, I know what the Wisconsin State Legislature is doing, but not what the Planning Advisory Council in Amherst is doing. I know what the former American ambassador to the UN said in a phone conversation, but I don't know about community groups that need my support in our own community. I mean, there there are many reasons why this is the case. And one that I do need to state is that I am lucky enough that I am in a position where I can be a political hobbyist, that the political arena isn't fundamentally like a life or death issue for me. I can step back and view it as a sport and as a game. Also, the reality is being a political hobbyist is safe. It's safe to sit back, watch the news, comment on Facebook, and bask in my knowledge. You know, there's no threat of rejection, no threat of having my ideas and worldviews challenged. I can sit in my comfort, and if I feel uncomfortable, I can turn off my phone and go watch Netflix. But I'm also always too busy to show up to a council meeting, fundraising event, or something else happening happening in our community where I can make a real difference to someone or to our community right now. And the thing is, I know I'm not the only person in our community that is a political hobbyist. And so the other thing is, I think that over the last 20 or 30 years, we have shifted from being able to take action as a community and as a group to watching it as a hobby. And so to me, this means that the skills, the abilities, and the confidence 
that an individual person has to advocate for or to affect any political change in the community has atrophied. We've lost that ability, those skills, and that confidence. And I also, I think we've forgotten that an individual person can make that difference. It's not easy. It's not quick. It requires hard work, and it requires persistence, and it requires action. But we can do it. So why we've lost these skills as communities is for somebody else to investigate and look at and decide that's beyond my knowledge, skill level, or interest. I just know that this has happened and it's time for us to start working on developing those skills again. And so that's why I wanted to start the conversations with Bill, Terry, and Rob. I wanted to hear from them. I wanted to hear stories. I wanted to hear examples of people who successfully did advocate for these changes and advocate for these things as while they were in government. I wanted to hear what their perspective was on how people could successfully do this. And, and I wanted to start this conversation. And so with this, I'm not saying everybody should run for political office. That's not all of us are cut out to do that. What I am saying, though, is that I think everybody needs to start thinking about what they can do individually to advocate for, to make things positive, make things better in our communities. And that's what I'm hoping to learn and share from Bill and Terry and Rob. As I was preparing for these interviews, I started to think about um, what I've done and what I've been involved with as either through business or personally. And I was thinking about our through our business, Northumberland Properties, um, we build, manage, and rent apartments in Amherst and Yarmouth. We've done... We've worked with Housing Nova Scotia and we built 40 apartments in Amherst for seniors who are on fixed income that need a safe, secure, accessible, high-quality apartment that fits within their budget. And we've built 20 of these units in Yarmouth as well. And the reason that we did this is about six or seven years ago, there was two women in Yarmouth, Bernadette with the Tri-County Women's Centre, and Denise, who was a public health nurse, started a committee called the Choice Housing Committee, and they started talking about housing needs and housing issues in the Tri-County areas. So that's Yarmouth County, Digby County, and Shelburne County. And so the committee had been meeting for a while, and they eventually reached out and invited me. We'd been building apartments in Yarmouth for four years by that point, and they invited me to come to a meeting to see if I could get involved with them or, or what my perspective was as a private developer. At the same meeting, Stéphane Richard from Housing Nova Scotia was there and was presenting about the uh, programs that Housing Nova Scotia offers and the funding and the different options and support that they offer that way. And from listening to Stéphane, hearing what the committee had prepared for uh, an assessment and housing needs in the areas, I left and thought and reflected on what the programs were. And about a week later, I reached back out to Stéphane and say okay, tell me more. Tell me more about this program. Tell me more about how this works. I then worked with another, um, I think her name was Martha with Housing Nova Scotia. She administered the program and the project. And we did a test project. And it worked and it went well. And then we did more projects. And then we did more. And over that time, we've added those 40 apartments in Amherst and those 20 apartments in Yarmouth that would not have existed really if Denise and Bernadette hadn't started the housing committee years previous, years previously, and then brought myself, the committee, and members from Housing Nova Scotia together. So that's one example of two people 
starting something that over time indirectly had an impact on the community for the better um, and more positive. So if you're not interested in politics and putting your name forward to serve on council or as mayor, these are other ways that you can think about doing it. What are other things that are important to you and how can you, and this is a theme that keeps coming up in through our interviews is how can you get more like-minded people with similar voices together to help share the importance and need for your idea. So fundamentally the challenge that I have for everybody to think about is how do you stop being a political hobbyist? How do you get off the figurative couch and get into the game? How do you work hard to improve our community? And that's what I wanted to talk about with Bill, Terry, and Rob. So I have the first interview with Bill Casey will be published next Monday, May 18. The interview with Terry Farrell will be published on May 25th. And the interview with Rob Small will be published on June 1st. So please subscribe to our email newsletter, tgapod.com slash subscribe, to make sure that you don't miss any of these episodes. But yeah, that's so that's the episode with just me, episode 16. Um, please subscribe to our newsletter, tgapod.com slash subscribe. Make sure you don't miss any events and stay tuned for our next episode with Bill Casey coming next Monday, May 18. Have a great day, everybody.